This is episode 28 of the Get In My Garden podcast, and I'm Aaron Moskowitz. This is the first Myco Monday, where we will focus the podcast on mycology-related content of all kinds. And for those of you who don't know, mycology is the study of fungi in all its forms. Please contact me directly via my website, getinmygarden.com, or send me a direct message on Facebook if you have a great subject matter that should be featured on one of these awesome fungi episodes or one of the other episodes. In this episode, Dylan Martin tells us about the benefits of being involved with your local mycological society, some great events that have been hosted by the New Mexico branch, details about the myco-remediation hearings in Los Alamos, New Mexico, and about other interesting mycological activism and research we need to follow. Dylan is a passionate radical mycologist, activist, and mycophile located in Santa Fe, New Mexico. He is a wealth of knowledge and can be reached directly at dylanponix at gmail.com. That's D-Y-L-A-N-P-O-N-I-C-S at gmail.com. Please subscribe to the Get In My Garden podcast on iTunes or via your other favorite podcasting app where you ravenously consume your podcast content. I want to shout out about uh, a couple things, actually. So as I said in the last episode, I'm part of the New Mexico Mycological Society. They're um, doing elections right now. So if anybody's interested in like being the president or vice president or secretary or getting involved with the New Mexico Mycological Society, you can nominate yourself. And that all happens here in the next couple months. You can just look up New Mexico Mycological Society on the internet and then go to their new website. Uh, there's a link to their new website, which is on like Wild Apricot or something like that. But Or you can get a hold of me and I can put you in touch with Chris Kearns, the president. But that's a really great organization. And uh, a lot of a lot of fungophiles in there, and they there is a presentation this Wednesday, the twenty eighth at seven o'clock at the Albuquerque Garden Center. Taylor Lockwood is going to be there, and he was referred to the, at the last meeting as the Indiana Jones of mycology. Cool. And so I didn't know that much about him, but he's a photographer and a presenter of really awesome photos. I think is what what it's going to be mostly, but also just I think he goes to like really remote areas, kind of does the Indiana Jones thing, and then takes high quality photos. Of, of mushrooms around the world and so or around the country. So he, he's on tour right now, and so he's going to be there the 28th at 7 at the Albuquerque Garden Center. So wow. I'll be there. 28th of November. Yep, just okay, like so a few days from now. Okay, so this has to go up right away then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but if you miss it, um, either way, look that guy up. He's got some awesome things. And then another thing that happened the 7th of this month, which I don't know if I touched on that last time, but I went to a public hearing in Los Alamos. Uh-huh. And that was awesome. Peter McCoy was there. Wow, and, yeah. Um, Caitlin Bryson, who has been working with the Tewa Women's United group and Communities for Clean Water. Anyways, I went to this public hearing, and Los Alamos National Labs basically proposed a permit. They wanted to have a permit to dump contaminated water on the lands around Los Alamos National Labs. And we all know that the lands around there are all Pueblos and the old Defonso Pueblo and, and native lands, basically. So this water that they're dumping is like 350,000 gallons a day, and it's contaminated with this hexavalent chromium, which comes from the old pipes, basically. And chromium, the hexavalent chromium is known as a known carcinogen. And so... Because the aquifer system up there is so complex that they're basically just dumping it on the soil. They want to dump it on the soil and have that be the solution. There are a lot of problems with it as far as that's not okay. <laughs> yeah, it seems kind of dangerous. And so be- people want clean water. And so Peter McCoy was there to present and also the Tewa Women's United all 
realized that mycoremediation was an option to clean up this chromium because there are actually a lot of research studies that show that certain pleurotus species can attract the hard metals out of water and compl- like almost to 100% in some cases. So that was the whole thing was that... W- just a, a few things needed to be changed about the permit. Like there was no baseline data that Los Alamos National Labs was going to take. And the model that they were using was 150 pound white male. And they're not, you know, accounting for pregnant women or women in general. And so so they realized that it isn't 100% safe, but they wanted to do it anyway. Yeah. So it was just like they kind of did the bare minimum for like this discharge water. And people were like, well, you know, micromediation is a great option because not only does it naturally attract the hard metals out of the water, but you don't even need live mice celia to to do that i guess people can use uh which peter mccoy kind of enlightened people about that when we were there is you can just use waste mycelia from farms around the region and so i thought that was amazing so basically you could reuse the mycelia and then also you can strip out the chromium after it's collected in the mycelia and reuse the chromium in industrial processes so it would actually be an economic incentive that's brilliant for lanol yeah so it it seems like, like a really smart low cost like highly effective idea and so that was like awesome to be there and see that and listen to the the native women talk about their experiences as far as like people dying from cancer it's horrible and other things so that was you know that th- keep up with that because the tewa women's united and the communities for clean water and basically the the proposal for chromium water at Los Alamos National Labs is something that you can keep in touch with. And if you look all that up, there are, I think on the Tewa Women's United website, there are downloadable letters of concern that you can send to certain people in the Department of Energy and the Environmental Department here in New Mexico, if you're interested in that. It makes me wonder if there might be an economic or a capitalist solution right there, because Mm -hmm. if the company or group of people who are capable of doing that could just be available to do that why wouldn't they just right. consider it right right but right now it's not that was kind of there. the thing it was like we were there was so much so much public comment when we were there and it was really great um to be there for that um i didn't get to stay all day but it was it was really good and so i hope that happens because field tests would happen next summer if they decide to go with the microremediation. so i really hope that happens how awesome yeah and if they don't go with micro-remediation? I'm not when? sure exactly. I didn't, you know, I I should have, like, I mean, to get to the actual proposal was a nightmare. I mean, it's in, like, the New Mexico Environmental Department's website, and it's, like, a 200-page article. And so I'm assuming, I think that they were planning on using some sort of algae, but the difference between the mycelium and the algae is, like, you have to keep supplementing the algae with nutrient sources basically so you cut that out completely when you use mycelia it doesn't even have to be live mycelia at that point amazing so if it's not live mycelia then it definitely is acting as a sponge right yeah pretty much yeah so it's just sponging it right up Mm -hmm. and And it it really is kind of like feels like a sponge too when you have a bag of spawns so um, it made a lot of sense and if you look on google scholar or something like that and look up microremediation with oyster mushrooms or chromium remediation with oyster mushrooms you'll find different articles about basically different blurotas species harboring all of this all of these hard metals up to 100 percent in aqueous solutions which is basically just water <laughs> and so is that something we have to worry about if we're eating mushrooms um that they collect hard metals i would say that's something that you should consider as far as like where it's coming from and what water you're using mm-hmm. obviously water is life so you have to figure out what's in your water before you start to grow anything growing plants or mushrooms whatever it's good to get a water test done so yeah and you know i don't know as far as buying mushrooms at the store i don't know how you would tell that there are hard metals in it unless you sent it to a lab or something 
but definitely consider so, well, yeah, I mean, it, buying shiitake mushrooms that are from China might be a concern considering it could be, but that they have so many problems. Yeah, maybe, but also I feel like there are a lot of, it all depends on the farm. A lot of the farms out there are doing it big scale and doing it pretty natural as far as like growing everything in the forest. And as long as the forest isn't contaminated with things, then you should be okay. But yeah, it's hard to know the quality of our food in general. So for sure. And how are you involved with Mycological Society? I am just a member. Basically, once I moved down here, I was already part of the Minnesota Mycological Society. So I found the New Mexico branch and just sent in my membership fee. It was like 30, it was like 20, 15 bucks or 20 bucks for a student. Uh, it's like 30 bucks for an adult. And so I'm just a member and I try to go to the meetings when I can. It's in Albuquerque usually. So it's like an hour drive for me, but I try to go and they have some Santa Fe meetings here and there. They kind of hibernate throughout the winter. But the big thing about the Mycological Society is the foray, the annual foray every year. And that happens usually in August or September. And so that's like the big thing for them. And I really like doing that. I did my first foray last year, group foray. And mm-hmm. um, it's a really great way to understand what's growing out there and what's dangerous and what's not. And, and they have those people. in every area, right? Yeah. That's a mycological society thing. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think most states have a mycological society. Plus there's a North American Mycological Association or NAMA, N-A-M-A. Um, and they do a lot of forays too. Awesome. Well, I'm definitely going to join up. If you like the podcast and want to support it, leave positive reviews on iTunes. You can reach me directly via the contact methods on the website, getinmygarden.com, or find me on Facebook. Thanks for listening and being a part of this organically grown Get In My Garden podcast community. I am so grateful to you all.